Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. We're back with a recap of The Way Home, Season 2, Episode 2, The Space Between, which originally premiered on Saturday, January 28th, 2024. We can be found all over the internet. Join us on Instagram. We have two Instagram accounts. One is at Girls Gone Hallmark, and that's all things Hallmark. And you can also find us over at Megan and Wendy. Come check out our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Man, the theories are flying wild about the way home over there in that group. So if you want to be a part of it and discuss it with somebody, that group is for you. And if you want to talk all things pop culture, it would be a good time to join our Patreon. Next week's episode is Pop Culture Club, where we talk everything we're watching, reading, and listening other than our Hallmark viewing You can get a full free week over there, catch up on past Pop Culture Club episodes and past bonus episodes. We drop a new episode there every single week. That can be found at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. And your first week is completely free. We're on episode two. And as mentioned, this episode is titled Hanging by a Moment. And that is a Lifehouse song from the year 2000. Yeah, there's some interesting lyrics in this song, in that song, Hanging by a Moment. Man, I remember that being like a jam in 2000. Totally. But I thought these were relevant to the episode. Are you ready for it? Bring it. Desperate for changing, starving for truth. I'm closer to where I started. I'm chasing after you. Oh, wow. Jen Pikin obviously must have a hand in the naming of these episodes as well. She's the music Director, what's the word? Supervisor. Supervisor. Thank you. (laughs) She's got to have a hand in these, right? Because she knows the lyrics. She just, they work so perfectly every time. Unless the writers of the show are just very in tune with creating these narratives that go along with the music. I don't know, but I love it. I think it's clear that this is a show whose writers know their pop culture they make a lot of references Mm -hmm. so it's not outlandish to think that it's the writing team as well we got some fun pop culture references this week as well yeah this episode was also directed by grant harvey who was our director from episode one as well i have some ratings news Ratings from the season premiere episode, according to a press release from Hallmark Media. The premiere was the number two most watched entertainment cable program of the week among women 18 to 55. Second only to Hallmark Channel's all-new original movie premiere, Betty's Bad Luck in Love. I'd say it's safe to say these are doing pretty well. Yeah. If you don't have regular cable, if you don't get the Hallmark Channel, you can watch these on Peacock if you're a subscriber, and you can also subscribe to the Hallmark Movies Now app where they air the next day. And you can also subscribe to Friendly. You don't need all three of those subscriptions, but that's where you can find them. If you have any of those subscriptions, The Way Home is there. Would you like a synopsis for episode two? All right. Dell considers the future of the Landry Farm. Kat searches for answers through the past. Alice tries to make peace with Elliot. Hey, that's a great synopsis. Pretty simple. Should we start with Dell? Sure. She, all of a sudden, season two, we've got all this land to deal with. 
And there's some secrecy. There's something happening with this land. She wants to turn it into a community garden situation where it's going back to the community. Inspired a little bit by Alice saying Spencer wants to start a restaurant and use Dell's produce. Yeah, I I don't get how we're getting there, but like I'm more interested in what's happening there. You know what I mean? Yes, right? Like why is this such a big deal? Why obviously it's meant to be a secret because at the end of the episode when her former tenant pulls up and spills the beans to Alice, it's clearly meant to be a secret that Alice has stumbled upon something. Sure. What's going on? And the town turns her down? Why kind does of the town care? Weird, right? I What I don't understand is why does she need town approval to grow and sell something that she grows on her land? Yeah. I don't know either. Did they have to approve her bees? I don't know. Yeah, like I said, stuff. I don't really care about the motivation behind it. I'm just more interested. Actually, this is what I am most interested in is this conversation that she has with Colton out in the farm fields Mm. after her proposal is turned down by the town. And he says, she's like talking to his ghost. I don't know. But he tells her, she must tell Kat the truth. No more secrets. Don't repeat the past and don't let pride get in the way like it did before. What? The hell is Colton referring to? So many more questions than answers. <laughs> Tons. And I loved it because Dell looked content. She was like, yeah, I'm going to go with that plan. Obviously, she goes to the Herald to talk to Kat and then doesn't see it through. But what? 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 And what? why doesn't she see it through? It was the perfect opportunity because whatever secret she has, Kat is investigating, for lack of a better word, the family so she can write their family history why not give her an accurate picture of what she's looking at? I don't know. Maybe she's, here I am, I'm going to tell her about time traveling, and she's writing a book about her family history, and we can't be exposing this time travel-ness <laughs> book. I don't know. Maybe okay. Another, off. I know we're not at the questions, but here's the other thing. If Dell knows about time travel, which I suspect she does, how is she... N- not aware that Kat and Alice have been time traveling, or how is she ignoring it? That's what I don't... So many more questions. Okay. I think she knows. It's obvious to me because Kat's disappeared for a few days, and I I think she knows. But maybe it's just normal, so she's not going to... Girl, I don't know. And she's not worried about what disaster is awaiting them. (laughs) If she knows about it, she has to know... That trouble is a ruin. I don't know. Speaking of trouble, should we talk about Kat? Sure. She's being cared for by Susanna Augustine, but it's a man named Thomas who's like angry. Yeah, another question. Why is Thomas so angry is another question I have. But yeah, Susanna Augustine, I believe we're to assume that is an ancestor of Elliot Augustine. Mm -hmm. What's the connection there? And this woman and Thomas like wants her kept alive, but he's angry about it. But he wants her kept a secret. And she's in the basement of a building, which we will come to find out. Love this connection is The Point General Store, Mm -hmm. which then goes on to become Monica's The Point. I know it's cute. I like that it was originally called that. When Kat basically like wakes up and goes down into the 
st- or goes up into the store. I imagined her in an attic for some reason. I don't mm. know. You said basement, but whatever. Wherever she's being hid at, and she goes into the store and then passes out. She sees like the almanac, and like obviously she's not well from her wound. But later on, when she like escapes and she's like running through town, is this Thomas who is like stalking her down, the one with the gun? It looks like Thomas is chasing her, but then she is also intercepted by a second man mm-hmm. who says, like, why are you running away from Cyrus Goodman? You should know better. Correction. It's actually Goodwin. I did. Oh, that's actually what I wrote. I did look. Yeah, he's, how are you, why are you talking to Cyrus Goodwin like this? And then asks, like, why are you running through my town? And they did say, like, the Goodwins were, like, the founding people of the town so i can imagine like he's you know he's the big man it's a lot of pay attention to me lines when they're like why what are you running away from cyrus goodwin for right Mm -hmm. my name is Susanna augustine (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah obviously this episode is really established stab oh my god i can't even say it establishing those characters from the 1814 yes from the 1814 yes and they want you to be very clear about what's happening here, which I appreciate. Not exactly. everybody is paying attention to this show with pen and paper in hand. So luckily, Susanna Augustine snatches Alice up on horseback. They ride off. Kat says, you got to deliver me back to the pond. She takes her there. Susanna, not even bothered. Like, why am I dropping you off at the pond? Doesn't even question it. Seriously, this is where your friend that you're looking for is waiting. Mm. I'm like, do they know it's a time-traveling portal as well? I don't know. More questions. This is the greatest part, is that Susanna asks, you're asking about a name, Alice, and you're asking about Jacob Landry. How do you know Jacob Landry? And Kat, mind-blowing, is Jacob's here? Jacob, where can I find Jacob? Susanna tells Kat that there is a, she calls him Little Jacob, and he is at the Landry farm. Now, my question is, like, who's taking care of Jacob Landry? Is it Elijah and Rebecca Landry, who we haven't yet met yet? Is it truly the Jacob she's looking for? So in our later segment, the Did We Find Jacob section, my answer is maybe, right? Is it possible there's a second Jacob Landry in the mix? And then it's not our Jacob Landry. Mm-hmm. Because that opens a whole other can of worms of this child appeared out of nowhere and now he's being cared for by the Landrys. She called him Jacob Landry. So would he have that last name if he wasn't their actual child? There's a... Oh, So many questions, (laughs) y'all. Do you suspect that it is actual Jacob? No. That's too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Too easy. Alice's big storyline is that she just makes a decision herself. Apparently 15-year-olds can decide this, that she's not going to spend the summer with her dad. She's going to stay because she suspects Del might leave her because her mother is just going to be randomly disappearing into the pond. And I think she's truly worried about Del being lonely and alone. I I think think so, too, but I'm surprised by the 
ease with which the adults let her make this choice. Come on, girl. They can't. This is their main character. They can't have her go off to Minneapolis. All I understand, but there's no pushback. The dad is disappointed, but not actually this isn't your choice. And Kat comes in after being told that Alice is staying and doesn't even say we should talk about this. She just asks her motivation. Obviously, Alice needs to be here. It just is a little bit too easy. She's like, nah, dad, I'm good. I haven't seen you in a year, but... I'm still not coming home. Yeah. But do you want to see them go down that road of Brady getting pissed off that Alice isn't there? Blah, 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 blah. No, I don't care. No, just yeah. move on to the inevitable. We know Alice has got to be here all summer long. Oh, so for me personally, I think Elliot is like the biggest jerk throughout this entire episode. Worse. He makes me not like him. And I was like rooting so hard for him last year. Like, reconnecting with Kat and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, why are you such a condescending dickhead? I agree. I don't like Elliot, but I do like his storyline. I like the drama that it's bringing to the episode and the additional conflict. It's shifting the conflict because season one, there was a lot of conflict between Kat and Del, and Del was constantly disappointed in Kat. Mm -hmm. And Del seems to have softened a little bit towards her daughter, She's still tough. I'm not interested in carrying that conflict out forever. And so I like the shifting over here. I don't like Elliot. I don't want this to be who he is. And I particularly don't like that he's like, you ruined it. Colton was like a father to me and you just made it worse. Yeah, that was tough. And thinking about this... He really seems to be upset that she never understood how hard it was for him to lose Colton. Seems like I lost somebody too. But here's the deal. It's not Kat's responsibility to manage that for you. She's closer to the loss. She doesn't have to manage anybody else's heartbreak. Part of me understands the Landrys were like essentially his family. And then Colton dies or Jacob goes missing, Colton dies, Kat leaves with Brady, and he doesn't have anybody anymore. He has Dell, and obviously their relationship is close throughout the years, but for him to blame Kat and or Alice is so unfair. Oh, yeah. I wonder, towards the end of season one, he was so desperate to get Kat to stop time traveling, stop jumping in the pond, stop. Knowing what he knows, that she was responsible for Colton's death, assuming he knew that. Do you think that's more his motivation? If you don't keep going back, you're not going to cause this car accident Mm. that's going to take Colton away. Not, you got to stop. This is crazy. Because to me, in season one, his motivation seemed like, you're obsessed with this. You have to stop. It's not healthy. No good is going to come from it. And now looking at it from this perspective, I think, is he just so angry because we're getting so much more of his connection to the Landrys as a family and a little bit of a glimpse into how maybe his home life wasn't great, Mm -hmm. that maybe he was like, you wouldn't listen and you still took Colton away from me. I'm not sure. Regardless, it still makes me angry. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And we also learned in this episode that he's keeping it a secret that Alice returns to 2000. We see his journal entry. Yes, I paused it. Me too. I read it. (laughs) I I read as much as I could. Some of it was hard to read. Yeah, I could only really see the first paragraph when it got down to the like second, third paragraph. It got real fuzzy. And it was basically just, what the hell? How is she back? It's been four months. Yeah. I liked the page before that because it was there was a paragraph in there about 
Alice's visit when she breaks up with Nick. I don't know if you read it. And he's finally, it was getting a little bit weird. What does she think was going to happen? Obviously, they needed to break up. And something about how he's trying to console him. Trust me, this is for the best. I, it's a nice attention to detail there. And whoever wrote that journal has very nice handwriting. Oh, you're funny. I didn't read that page, but that's interesting. Now, tell me, though, why is he keeping it a secret that Alice comes back? I would love to know that. And to wrap up that scene, Kat comes to the house. They have like their big blowout. And I love when cats watch me fix this. <laughs> I love that she got in his face. I just loved that. Let's talk about what else we liked. Okay, go ahead. I have just a few other little moments. We get a little bit more information at the Lingamore Estate. Kat and Alice are going to go and everybody ends up there. Elliot's there. Dell is there. Cat and Alice buy the painting. Cat also buys the gun, which potentially is the old-timey gun that was used to <laughs> shoot her. What was really interesting about this scene is there's a moment Elliot is staring at the stairs and he has a auditory flashback. And mm-hmm. if you turned on the captions, I really appreciated the captions labeled the voices as Brady, Elliot, and Cat. Having an argument, something happened at the Lingamore Estate, more questions, but involving our key players yeah in my head i'm envisioning there was like a party there yeah and there was like some sort of argument and it had to do with the water space out on the property like Mm. it's like a fountain i don't know you should see reddit man there are some wild theories about this fountain and there's a statue in it and is the fountain time travel it's all over the place What else did you like? You mentioned Colton, and I like that they found a way to keep Jefferson Brown in this show, even as Ghost Colton. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I like his sweet moments with Del. Obviously, they can't keep going back to a time in which he is alive, and so we've kept him involved in the show. We've kept his influence on Del involved in the show. I like that. Well done. I agree. Also thought it was very funny when Elliot whips out his MP3 player and says, oh, oh, it holds 25 songs. I laughed out loud. I did do a little Google searching, and this is the time, late 90s, they started to become available. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember a mass-marketed MP3 player that only held 25 songs, but maybe the very, very early ones were that small. Yeah, I mean... What, you're swapping out CD by CD every single time? Yeah, I don't know. I do remember when I got my first iPod and how awesome that was. I was like, whoa, hold so many songs. It's It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was. Exactly. What else did you like? I enjoyed the Giles Buffy line. Oh, yeah. Again, it was used in season one. Mm -hmm. I, I just like it because I loved Buffy, but I was like, really? You couldn't come up with something else that was clever? Let's move on to Unsolved Mysteries. We've touched it throughout this episode, but I have a huge list. Me too. (laughs) A huge list. I do think this episode was a lot about... God, why am I so hung up on that word today? Setting the groundwork. Oh, nice. (laughs) Why are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. I'm impressed how quickly you pivoted to a different word. But I still have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. I kept my original list here and then added onto it just to see if we got any answers. Mm. Starting with the horse, 
look, we see the horse in 1814. It is the vehicle by which Kat is rescued. But I still don't have any answers about why this horse continues to visit Dell. Is the horse jumping in the pond? It still remains a mystery to what the horse is doing in the present day. It certainly is a mystery as somebody jumping in the pond with the horse coming to present day. I don't know. Don't you think the horse... Being a horse would be like, what the hell is happening here? Absolutely. <laughs> like, a barn was not there. <laughs> Where is my hay? I'm like, if a horse can travel, why can't a dinosaur travel? Do you know what I mean? What is happening here? Yes. What's to stop any other? Why are the fish in the pond not just like randomly <laughs> zapping back and forth? And I believe somebody maybe in our Facebook group or Reddit had a theory that Jacob was now the horse. And I was like, oh, we can't go there. I we refuse. cannot go there. My brain cannot make it understand any of that. Anyway. Do we have an answer to who was lurking in the bushes during the fireworks scene in the past? The answer is still no. Nope. We do have an answer at the end of the episode when Kat and end of episode one, excuse me, when Kat and Alice get ripped apart in time. I thought she went back to the 90s. You thought Elliot had traveled to the present. We did learn that Alice was in the 90s. We did. We don't have any evidence of Elliot time traveling yet. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's coming. Do we know the provenance of the cat portrait? We do not. No. And I did like in this episode that they go back to it and Alice is convinced that cat must have spent time in 1814, enough time to have her portrait painted and to become someone's my Catherine. So indeed, she must have established some sort of relationship there. I don't know how they're going to do that, though, because how is she going to just be gone in 1814? For that long, right? Because yes. time passes in the present at the same speed at which it passes in the past. Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. I keep wondering, is she just going to stumble across a Landry relative and she's, oh, Rebecca Landry looks just like me. Maybe. But then they call her Catherine. Catherine. I, that's confusing. I don't yeah. know. Mm. Do we know what happened at the Lingamore State? We do not. We will eventually. N- new question. Yes. What's the deal with the soil? There's multiple <laughs> references to the Landry soil. Yes. I don't know. What you got in your soil, Del? I don't know. No idea. It has to have some relevance. I agree. They showed it numerous times and talked about it numerous times. But I don't know. My question is, what does Through the Looking Glass book have to do with any of this now? Is there any relevance? There has to be because that's the book that young Kat was reading. Alice found it in her room. Oh. In season one. No, I thought, wait, is that the actual original title of that book, Through the Looking Glass? I thought Through the Looking Glass is the Alice in Wonderland sequel. I think it is. And Del tells her this is the sequel or something like that. Yes. It felt very loaded when Del slides the book across to Alice. Absolutely. Here's your sequel. What's happening? Mm -hmm. People need to start communicating. Yeah. Of course, I would like to know what Dell was going to tell Kat. What's the big secret that Colton wanted her to tell that she was about to tell in the Herald and chickened out? It's got to be time travel. I'm standing firm on it. If it's not, my head might explode. I don't know. I have zero other guesses. And, of course, what's the Landry tie to the Goodwin family? 
there's more there in the past yeah, and in the present. There's definitely more there. They have that founder's book. And then they mm. find that old copy of it at Lingamore. And Del says, oh, Colton had a worn copy. Why does Colton have a copy? Mm, he's not. Oh, he is a Landry. Yeah, he's. Oh, that's he's interesting. He's the Landry. He's the Landry. Right? <laughs> I was thinking Del is the Landry. Dude, She's a light not. bulb, literally, if you just saw me, just went <laughs> off over my head. He's the Landry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he time traveling? He is time traveling. <laughs> But how does that work? Oh, I don't. Wait, maybe <laughs> Dell doesn't actually have the ability to time travel. But since they come through land, or um, that's why Cat can and Alice can. Yeah, can only women time travel? I no. don't know. No, because we think Elliot time travels. Also, last week's episode, we didn't mention this. I dropped in, I thought it was like a big bombshell. I no longer think it is. I was like, I think Elliot was time traveling on his trip. But now I'm not so sure because in this episode, Dell mentions that Elliot visited with his father when he was in Mexico. And we're getting some bits and pieces about Elliot's childhood. We got it in season one when Colton's telling Elliot, oh, we put lighting up in the barn so you can be there even when, at night and even when the kids aren't here or whatever. Something was not great, it seems, about Elliot's childhood and home life, and he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with his family now. So there's more questions for me there. And then finally, did we find Jacob? Obviously, the answer is <laughs> maybe. I suspect it's too easy. I think it's too easy. There's just no way. But wh what's he going to do? He's going to be like, cat, when they see each other. No. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I have oh, yeah. so many questions. Yeah, he's not going to know that's Cat, his sister Cat. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. If tell me how that's going to work, she's going to find him, and they're going to jump back in the pond. And now this boy who's been missing for how many years is going to come back at the same age. That's not going to work. Nope. How are they going to figure this one out? No, but then they don't get to control where the pond takes them, right? Yes. So if you take that theory and you're like, she takes Jacob to the pond, where's the pond going to take them? Is Ugh. it going to take them to present day? Is it going to take them to 1999 when he disappeared? Is it going to take them to some nebulous point in between? Yeah. It's not like a DeLorean. You can't just set it and yeah. take off at 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. All right. Same. Are you ready for Pike and Does It Again? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit lighter on the music this episode. Agree. Just two songs. How's It Gonna Be by Third Eyed Blind, a 1997 hit for them. Hilariously, I was looking at some recaps of this episode just to see if I had missed anything. And one credited that song as Three Doors Down Kryptonite. And I was like, no, no. Three Doors Down? They just, they got their threes. <laughs> yeah. Wrong Swap. three band, huh? Wrong. Oh. You know what I did notice when they were playing that song? A lot of it was playing and behind Elliot and Alice talking to each other. And then when they finally put the earphones in, the lyrics at play are, I wonder how it's going to be when you don't know me. How is it going to be when you're sure I'm not there? So I think it was a nice choice. Well done. To put in this episode. Excellent. The second song. Mm -hmm. One I've never heard of before. No, but really pretty. Super pretty. I love that he like played it on vinyl too. It's called Let mm. You Go. And I think it's pronounced Wilds. Yeah, that's me, me too. Yeah, it's a song from 2020. She is 
an English singer. Anyway, I tried to find some more information on her. She's not a new artist, but like an indie folk artist. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics we hear are, you've got a hold on me. I've got a hold on you. You can't let me go. I can't let go of you. Damn, she's a freaking genius. I know. It's so good. Because now I'm like, is is this what Elliot's feeling towards Kat? Honestly, there's some weird, I'm getting weird tension between Elliot and Alice. But as teenagers, not as adult teenager. You know what I mean? Are you? But they wouldn't go there. I don't think so either. It's too messy. Yeah. And I don't think Alice sees Elliot that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. think she sees young Elliot and adult Elliot as the same person? I don't know. That's the most complicated. She has the most complicated role here because she time travels to a place where she's with these people who are her peers. But in her time, they're all adults making their relationship inappropriate yeah that's complicated i feel for alice me too she's like i just want to be a teenager go to high school please god seriously teenagers have enough to deal with now they have she has time travel on top of that and (laughs) feelings for a boy from 1999 2000 ah crazy Thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you want to talk through all of your The Way Home theories, join our Facebook group also called Girls Gone Hallmark. We'd love to have you there. And we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new review of Romance with a Twist. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.